The sacred writings of the Baha'i Faith teach that music is a ladder for the soul. I'm Jack Gordon, host of Interfaith-ish, and on this ongoing series of conversations that I'm calling Soul Ladder Music, I invite you to climb with me as we hear songs and stories from a diverse array of musicians who connect sound and spirit. Hands down, the most eagerly anticipated interview of this series has been with this week's guest, Stick, from the legendary hip-hop duo Dead Prez. The uncompromising vision from their 2000 debut, Let's Get Free, immediately made it one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time. In recent years, Stick has pushed further, pioneering what he calls Fit Hop. His latest albums are the soundtrack to a holistic lifestyle dedicated to good nutrition, physical fitness, mindfulness, and mental health. Our conversation explores the origins of Stick's spiritual and cultural worldview, the lessons on well-being he shares in his new book, and what goes into a great running mixtape. If you're already a fan of Dead Prez, I hope you'll find new inspiration from my interview with Stick. And if you've never heard of Dead Prez, well, get ready and stay ready. It's bigger than These record labels slang I taste like dope You could be next in line and sign and still be writing rhymes and wrote You would rather have a Lexus or Justice A dream or some substance A beamer or a necklace or freedom Sippin' like me don't play a hate I just stay awake This real hip hop And it don't stop Till we get the popo off the block They call it What's happening Jack? I gotta say I've been looking forward to this one I've had a, a lot of great musicians on this series that I've been doing that have all been people that I enjoy their music, you know, and I, I respect what they do. But I have to say, talking to you as somebody who has been actually a really big influence in my life is is really an honor. Oh, man, I'm honored to hear that, man. That's what's up. Well, I want to just say, you know, first of all, just again, thank you for being such a deep influence, really from being a teenager. I remember uh, being in high school when I first heard Let's Get Free. And it just totally set my brain on fire. <laughs> I can imagine hearing Let's Get Free when I was in high school. That would be crazy. <laughs> What's been so impactful is that there were the big political messages that, you know, turned me on to a perspective on things that I wasn't necessarily being exposed to, you know, where I was. Um, but also the life advice about eating healthy and studying martial arts. I think it was just a major turning point for my worldview. So just wanted to say thank you for all of that. Yeah, gratitude, gratitude. Yes, sir. What do you point to in your life as as some of the experiences that, you know, instilled this drive in you towards personal growth and community empowerment? I think it's, a, you know, that age old question, like nature and nurture, mm. right? I think it was a, a bit of it's in my nature uh, to to be curious, to want to learn, to want to understand, like, you know, what is life? Why is yeah. life? 
you know, wh who are we? What what are we all made of? You know, what have the ancients said? What you know, um, right. what what can we experience for ourselves and and know? You know, um, I've been I, this. That's been who I was. I think is just part of my nature. But then the nurture, uh, my mother was um, and is uh, very much what I consider a spiritual person. Mm. Um, you know, spirituality through religion, through the Baptist religion was like her way of um, teaching um, her values in regard to spirit and God. And but she she was very, very open minded, you know, at the same time right. uh, in like religious ideas. So like like all around our house was like Buddhas, like Buddha statues everywhere. Wow. All right. And then my pops, he was at one point when I was growing up, he was atheist. And um, so his like one of his famous quotes was God don't pay the light bill. You know, <laughs> that's a good line. <laughs> you know? So, but 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 Pops was a, a avid. He was an elect electrician, and he so how things work in a mechanical way. Like he was, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that kind of mind. So we had like National Geographic's that he collected, and so I would journey through reading like that. So I think you know the the seed in the soil that was in me. And around me made me um, enjoy learning and, right. and at different perspectives. The way that I hear you talk about religion in particularly your earlier work uh, makes me think that that uh, you kind of knocked heads with some of that traditional uh, <laughs> Christian <laughs> uh, perspective. So tell me a little bit about where where you came into that that open-minded mindset when it came to to issues of religion and spirituality growing up yeah man well I, you know i believed in the things that my mother taught me as a young boy like uh -huh. i wholeheartedly like religion santa claus easter <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> all of it like i and you know i'm a all for it. and i and i you know i'm really loyal and I and I and I really believe, but when it got real for me, I think, you know, because I would go to Sunday school, um, uh, and you know, it's like a little small town I grew up in, so it's like your cousin is teaching Sunday school class, and your, you know, your uncle is doing this, you know. Um, but I used to be in this. I used to enjoy being in the Sunday school class because we now it's like the kids, and we get to ask questions and participate. Right. So I would ask things like. You know, did did Adam have a belly button? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right, important important things to know for a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he, he didn't come from nobody. Then why would he right. have? <laughs> right, right. So stuff like that. And um, I just always felt like the answers I was getting was so so, and more like I could see that this is like just believe it. Stop asking questions, mm. and that. That made me be a more even that much more curious, like why? So uh, 80s, the 80s, I was born in 74, the 80s roll around and it's a it's a tough time in, in my community and communities like mine because the crack epidemic 
happened. Right, right. And it hit my household directly. And mm. it, uh, my parents were divorcing. My older brother was on drugs. Mm. Somebody I considered an uncle hung himself trying to mm. get off. It was like uh, too much for a teenager, for mm. early, early the age I was at. And I was praying and I was asking and I was, you know, make my brother get off this and just doing all this. And it just was not happening. So I, it broke my faith in that. And, mm. uh, and then I remember we were, my parents had divorced and we were at, I was at my mom's place and I felt like the man, now I got to be like the man of the house. Like I felt certain kind of mm. pressure mm. and, and I was like, I don't really fully believe in this religious thing. I was having this moment and I remember this, I, I said probably the most sincerest prayer I ever said in that moment, crying, leaning on the railings. And I prayed to what I understood as God beyond religion. Just like, if there's anything that can hear me, you know what I mean? And I, right. and I that I'm going to uh, embark on learning for real mm. what it, what is real to me spiritually. Wow. And I had to shake off the psychological noose of, well, you know, if you question things, you know, in Christian religion, sometimes like you're questioning God or right. if you don't swallow this whole, you know, you're, you, that's the devil is messing with you, right? And so I had I had that in you know I had to deal with that psychologically because I felt like maybe that's what's happening to me, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. but I also wanted to be sincere in my own heart. So I, I said this prayer and I asked God to accept my sincerity and that wherever I go, I'm not going. Don't let the devil get me, you know. <laughs> but but I'm gonna I'm gonna learn and live, and I'm yeah. and I'm not. Be fake about what I believe. And I said that prayer and then I, I freed myself up to really start exploring everything that I that I felt was worth um, my attention. Yeah. Keep on learning. It's soaking up game. We gonna make mistakes. We gonna go through some pain. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up. Nobody know it all as soon as you think you do, that's when you fall. We got to do more to survive, we must evolve, things change. Just when you think you've seen it all, we trip, we stumble, but we get back and stride. Each day all the way, one step at a time. Don't want to let my ego and pride make me blind. The elders say when you stop growing, that's when you die. The one who gets the knowledge is the one who asks why. Through the course of life, you gon' taste some humble pie, but I love it. It makes me appreciate the things that I take for granted, gaining insight and Understanding each one, teach one. We got to pass it on. Keep doing the knowledge building and adding on with faith in the assumption that nobody knows everything, but everybody knows Keep something. On it's okay. You know, I was talking about a little bit about how Dead Prez really reached me like that. Was there a song or an album for you as a young person that changed the way that you saw your world? Do you remember a pivotal song like that? Yeah. So the way I look at consciousness is different. You know, there's consciousness of like your community and culture, yes. 
And then there's like spirit consciousness. And so, so I've been different stages as I've gone on. But as a young person, it was cultural awakening. So people, uh, I remember KRS-One, mm. a book production, he, he had this song called Why Is That? Mm-hmm. Right? And it was, you know, it was real hard. It was like street. But yeah. like, why is that? You know, he was asking, uh, who was Moses? Moses was born in Egypt. In this era, black Egyptians weren't right. They enslaved black Israelites. Moses had to be of the black race because he spent 40 years in Pharaoh's place. He passed as the Pharaoh's grandson. So he had to look just like them. Yes, my brothers and sisters, take this your song. Yo, correct the wrong. The information we get today is just whack. But ask yourself, why is that? And it just made you question, and it made you feel like it was okay to question. Yes. Uh, like it was it was your duty to question and to learn. Everything KRS was doing, I think, uh, because he he did it in a way that felt like it was hard. It was it was something like the street side of what I was learning and respecting and those values. I was right. like, this is corny, this is not soft. This is hard, but it was also fatherly in that he was teaching mm. um, history and education and, and things like that. So I'll I give it up to KRS every time. So you came out the gate in, I think it was 2000, right? It was when Let's Get Free came out when it was mm-hmm. released. Yep. You had such a strong voice um, with that album. How do you feel like you've evolved in your worldview and your approach over the last 20 years? Like, what are the things that have been an evolution for you in your understanding? Yeah, man. Well, I think I romanticized politics uh, the way that you do, right? Yes. Sometimes you have to do that to to believe shit can even change at all, right? And so, um, but, you know, a lot of the isms and this ism versus that ism, you know, I, I, I started seeing the pattern and the similarity, um, whatever the ism is, there's still this like, there's this hierarchy, and and then you know of the few at the top, and then everybody, right. and it's just kind of like group thinking, sheep herding, and you know no matter what side of the question you're on, and I think I started to realize that my role and my job is to find the authentic voice, authentic, unique, organic perspective that I'm here to to uh, voice um, that could maybe add, add something new or different or contribute to something that uh, is not in the boxes, um, but is something that can dare to be even universal. Um, and uh, so I think that I've opened up in that way. Like I try to, I try to see like what is universal, you know, um, mm. in terms of growth, development, human to human, being to being, um, as opposed to like what's your ism, you know. And if you don't, if I don't agree with your ism, then we it's anti. We you know, like mm. I don't look at things like that no more. You know, I look at it like I, we all dealing with the human condition, so you know what can we appreciate uh uh together or at least how can we not 
make enemies out of each other unnecessarily, you know? You know, I see that that you've brought a lot of that into, you know, the way that you teach and teach by example and the way that you're, you know, living this healthy lifestyle and really have a focus on helping people, you know, think critically about their well-being on all different level, levels, whether it's physical health or emotional health or spiritual health. And um, an example of one of the the ways that your music really stuck with me, you have, you have a line in, in one of the Dead Press songs, um, I think it's 50 in the clip. 50 in the clip, get ripped, get big. On the palms, on the fingertips, on the wood, on the bridge. Jumping rope, doing kicks, basic drills with the sticks. 50 push-ups in the clip, on the fist and the wrist. Getting swole on the block, lifting weights at the gym. Take the kids to the park, do some techniques with them. It's very simple, saying take your kids to the park, do some techniques with them. <laughs> yeah. That that one line stuck with, I probably heard that when I was, I don't know, somewhere in college, right? Like 18 or something like that when I heard when I heard that. Mm-hmm. And it, it stuck with me all the way through saying, when I'm going to have a kid, I'm going to do that. I can see myself <laughs> doing that. Awesome. Sure enough, during the pandemic, Dojo was shut down. Mm-hmm. I'd been studying Aikido for a number of years at that point, and it was just me and my daughter. And, you know, we had time to be practicing out in the park. Mm-hmm. And so we we did sword work and we did the Joe staff and we were we were working on that. So that line repeated with me over and over and over again. And, you know, awesome. it's just it's just one of those things where I think it's, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it's it's uh, it's been an inspiration to many people. Um, but, um, I really appreciate that, you know, the way that you break down in many of your songs, these really simple life teachings, you know, whether it's just get outside or be healthy or something. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, because it's, I I think there's, there's a, there's a big lesson even in, in these individual lines. Mm, Right on, man. Thanks. Thanks for reflecting that. And that's, yeah. Like sometimes I feel like, my my approach to making music is really straightforward yes. in, in ways that, you know, other artists that I feel like, oh, man, they're really creative or they're, it's abstract or, you know, the way they're poetically dancing around different things. Um, I admire that in other artists, but when I feel like when I sit down and create what I'm, I'm really striving to put light on practical things. Yeah. You know? And it, and like, I always use this metaphor just in my songwriting, you know, like Hallmark cards, right? You know, they're, they, they say they're, the whole art of it. And I, I'm a nerd for like written things, right? Because yeah. there's an art to all of this. But like what I love about greeting cards and, and Hallmark or whatever is that people recognize that it's the way you say the simplest thing, right? That matters, right? It, it, it conveys, it, it puts words to these things that are in us and that, you know, these sentiments, right? And so I'm always trying to capture the sentiment um, um, in its simplest form. So it's to hear that you and your daughter were in the park doing Aikido, you know what I'm saying? And that, yeah. that part of the inspiration then i'm like oh man i'm doing my job that's that's great <laughs> i'm waiting for the for hallmark to call you up for that dead prez hallmark collab 
We got to see that. <laughs> Hanging yeah. on for that one. Old man, old broom, daily ritual, sweep the whole room, shake the mats, dust the corners, feng shui, all things in order. Keep it simple, open up a window, let the light and the fresh breeze in the temple. Morning yoga, proper posture, sun salutation, realign the chakras, deep stretching, deep breaths, release tension, release stress, stay on purpose, maintain balance, nobody perfect, the path is the practice, good habits, zen focus, remain present, in each moment, the yoga mat, on the floor, it's more than that. It's a metaphor, a way of life, amongst shores, a soldier's orders, a inner war, a living chain, a growing plant, the craft work of the Buddha's hands, the overcoming of circumstance, the ever flowing, eternal dance, a strong spirit, a free thought, an open mind, a loving heart, approach others with compassion, a simple truth, wise actions, stay humble, continue learning, it's not the destination, it's the journey, walk in courage, stay grounded, see all sides, be well rounded, the yoga mat, on the floor, it's more than that, it's a metaphor. You've got this new book out, The Five Principles, uh, which was recently nominated for uh, NAACP uh, Image Award, so congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I wanted to ask you if you would just break down for us what what are these principles and what is the type of wisdom that you've been um, seeking to to impart with this book? Right on. Well, um, so the five principles is like a three. It's like three components. It's like part memoir, mm. it's part manifesto, like what I believe, right. and then it's like manual, like actionable tips and steps and, and so forth. Um, but I but I don't I didn't approach the five principles like here comes here comes the wisdom I'm gonna drop on you. Like I I, I approached it like I'm a student of life. Mm. I've been taking notes and here's some notes with my my fellow classmates in this same life school, right? Right. Um, but what you got, you know, this is, this is my note, you know, right. I kind of, you know, I totally approached it like that and just, uh, chronicled my journey, uh, from, uh, really like uh, getting caught up in the streets to, uh, healing, um, naturally. And then, you know, how my diet was, uh, transformed and then that, how that transformed my, focus my energy how i got into martial arts running yoga meditation how that just how that happened right. and then five principles are kind of like the major lessons life lessons um at different points of my journey over the last 20 years i appreciated um so much reading about particularly your perspective on uh, the white belt mentality uh, for somebody who studied martial arts for such a long time, like you have, what does it mean to you to to approach life and new experiences with that white belt mentality? All right, on. So I talk about this in, in five Ps, uh, but I'll, I'll mention it here. You know, everybody, whether you ever trained in martial arts or not, we've heard black belt, right? You, you know, don't mess with a black belt. You know, that's the badass, right? And um, and there's, and you know, 
it takes a lot to earn a black belt and, and that should be respected. Um, uh, but what we don't, what doesn't get a lot of respect is the white belt, which is typically the first belt in, in most mm. like martial arts is when you walk in the door. When you first walk in the door is some you, you get this white belt that, that is hard to tie on your geek, right? <laughs> right. And it's falling off and it's too big and it's too stiff. And, you know, you, you feel like that. You feel awkward. You feel uh, you're a novice. You know, you're, you're right. in this space. But the thing about it is that being a white belt puts you at one advantage, and that is you have the most potential for growth. Mm. Mm. Right. As we start learning stuff, we get stuck to our learnings and then our, our potential to grow decreases when we the more we attach to this is the way. This is right. what it is, you know, but when you don't know, you know, there's a, all, all ways are possible, right? And so that mentality to, to say, I'm here to learn, I'm humble, uh, um, I'll try many ways, I'll, you know, I'll work on it, I will develop skill, I don't think I know. That mentality, I think, is what gets you to the black belt, you know? Right. And so... Outside of the dojo, I think it's it's even that much more important to remain a student um, and to remember, you know, to to kind of keep your white belt mentality even as you grow. Um, and traditionally speaking, in in there's a legend of how the belt systems happen in martial arts, and they say it, it, they the black belt is a white belt is just dirty from years of training. <laughs> I like that. I so, like that. Same, same kind of thing. Just, you know, my whole thing is, you know, keep learning, keep growing, and uh, keep being a student. Every black belt was once a white belt. Every master was at one point a beginner. I love my training. This is sacred. I bow my head to all the anxious. Thank my teachers for their patience. For wisely guiding me to greatness For teaching me the true kung fu A way of life that permeates everything I do I embrace yin and yang as an absolute truth All the years that I trained, I got absolute proof When the student is ready, you meet the master It's not the belt on your waist, it's in your character May my path be straight like an arrow is May I remain humble, never arrogant Life student, no dust on my geek More depth of my breath, more control of my cheek May my injuries heal and my health never leave No harm come near, 360 degrees The peaceful warrior's creed Respect all fear, none anyone can bleed Power is strength times speed There is no limit what the heart can achieve Through wisdom you'll prosper Dig deeper, go farther Be humble, grow stronger Live wiser, live longer, master. master. Tell me a little bit about about your routine these days. Um, what what is your your daily routine like when you're when you're being consistent about your um, regimen? I like to get up, hit the trail, do some tai chi, um, mm -hmm. me meditate, get some soup, get a smoothie, just you know, get out, get out and breathe and move in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing in in. Uh, my new space um but in general i have like I, I i created this framework for when i was working with the toyota green initiative uh, uh called healthy morning 
And um, and we would go around at different um, HBCUs and different like big events, uh, Afro Punk, uh, Broccoli City, and the mm -hmm. Toyota. They would set uh, set their footprint up, and I would teach like meditation in the back of the car, mm -hmm. or I would teach this thing that I call healthy morning. And and there's four elements to it: uh, is meditate, activate, energize, enterprise. Mm. So and the idea is when you first get up, this is your, your go-to plan. Um, meditate, well, obviously, is you can meditate. Well, it, it might be uh, affirmation or it might be prayer, depending right. on person's thing. But it's kind of like your mindfulness moment, first thing in the moment, morning to clear your mind. Then activate represents getting the blood pumping. So whatever form of fitness or exercise uh, getting out running, doing some yoga, doing some calisthenics, hit the gym, whatever it may be, or just some breathing like pranayama, right? Um, but activate first uh, uh, after you clear the mind. Then energize is an umbrella for uh, do something nu nu nutritious for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, we all eat different ways. And, you know, sometimes we, we junking out or we whatever, we moving and grooving. So in that in that moment, if you can say, what is the most nutritious thing I can bless myself with, you know, right. goes a long way for the day. Um, and, and hydrate, you know, is in that as well. And then um, enterprise, uh, being an entrepreneur, you know, grindaholic, I'm always got a lot on my plate and I'm sure a lot of people listening do as well or with parents and so forth. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do is identify the top three uh, to-dos that you have for mm -hmm. that day that will move the needle forward in your most important areas of your work or business or project or so forth. And then you, you, you make sure you prioritize that first. Um, mm -hmm. So if, if and by putting this little, little protocol in place, you're going to wake up, clear your mind, move your body, nourish yourself, and get some work done on the important things. And right. so that's that's what I strive for uh, in general, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does music uh, come into account with that as well? Is there a type of music that you like to listen to when you're when you're moving through those steps? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, African drums is something mm. that on my Bluetooth, like when I wake up, hit the button and do, 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 do. Nice. You know? Okay. Now, just, you know, get you moving. Um, I, I listen to a lot of instrumental things, like all mm. genre. If I, even if, even hip hop, if I can get, you know, the instrumental of Kendrick Lamar's single, like mm. I, I'm into that. Like I, I want to hear the music, let, let, let my own thoughts dance around, you know, um, Earth, Wind and Fire, Stevie Wonder, any kind of instrumental I can, I can tap into. I like that when I'm running. Um, I can think, but I still have like some mood music. Um, and then I'm a, I talk about this in the book. I also, I collect, I am a DJ of water sounds. <laughs> All right. So I collect ocean waves, rain, downpours, drizzles, you know, every type of water that is, makes a sound like I have crates and crates and crates. And wow use that when I'm doing like enterprise when I'm working on certain things I need to focus 
the water just calms my energy. And it's a, it's a real spiritual um, grounding for me. Yeah. This life is a One foot in front of the other Hit the ground running the streets under the rubber Running through the hood, sewers running through the gutters Kids growing up hungry, but barely running water I see the little brother, little league pop wanna Wanna be a running back, it's just him and his mother No father, and she knows if he runs on the corner He's a goner, so the football field is where he runs for cover We all running in some form or another If not to score a touchdown, just to go a step further Watch the hurdles, remember The rabbit moved fast, but he came in last after the turtle I won't waste my lifetime running in circles, going nowhere. I know where I'm going and I'ma get there with focus. I go for the gold like Jackie Joyner. The race is not for the swift, it's a test of endurance. Tell me about running as a as a meditative practice for you. You know, that's something you've done a lot of production around different songs that are that are running themed. What is that experience for you these days going out there and taking a run? How's that meditate moving meditation? Well, you know. The discovery of running as a subject for a song for me was like discovering hip hop to me. <laughs> uh -huh. Right? Because, you know, how many songs are about the club? Right? You know, like, we in the club, another song, we in the club, you know? And it's like, why? Because you got to play music in the club, you know? Right. So you need that, right? And I, you know, once when I Runners High was the first song I wrote about running, and I was like, oh, you know, you can make songs that get you up that hill, you know, and and that you know when you when when you're not feeling it or when you you know when you're doing a long run like ten miles or something, you need stuff, you know. So, um, just just channeling that, uh, uh, seeing the utility of music and the lyrics to literally push you through a run that just fascinated me like oh i'm gonna continue to make running songs as they come and try not to sound the same but i'm gonna mm -hmm. you know that's a challenge but um i mean yeah running is uh it is a form of spirituality for me at this point like it is um something I, that i just kind of get into that metronome um and um, it's like home. It feels like home, home page, you know, mm -hmm. like it's like what, like living life and all that is like, I'm away. <laughs> and then when I'm running, it's like, now you're back. This yeah. is your, your default setting and everything that you do in this run, uh, it, it, things become clear, things settle, uh, uh, ideas arise. Um, I'm just at, I'm just in a space of like, this is where I have to go to to reset, you mm. know? Are you the type of person that enjoys having music in your ears while you're doing that? Like you're saying, you're creating songs for other people to listen to while they're working out or doing or, or running specifically. I know mm -hmm. some people really like the quiet, right? The quiet of just having a clear mind. Where, where do you sit on that spectrum? Um, I do it all. Like, you know, um, what, what Miles Davis said, sometimes it's the, it's the space between the notes that make right. music, right? So 
I'll even during a run, like I'll have like a certain songs. I'm like, oh, I want to. Lil Yachty got this new like Pink Floyd inspired album, right? Mm. So it's not like I'm going to take time some other time maybe to absorb that. So I'm like, all right, my first part of my run, I'm going to listen to Lil Yachty's joint, and that's something new. So it's you know it's going to keep you going, and then I'll move into I'll, I'll give some space, and then it's like let me just listen to the birds. And I'll do that for a while. And then I'll be like, boom, let me put on an audio book and, and loop it back around mm. and learning that. So I like that. It's really like you really get to practice radical listening when you mm. run. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're listening to um, a, a book or music or natural sounds around you. You know what I'm saying? I like to mix it up, mixtape it. <laughs> yeah. The list of songs that's been inspiring for you, one of the songs that you selected with Earthman Fire, Pure Gold, is that one of the ones that's on, on your uh, track list for, for running or otherwise? Yeah, won't you wake up, wake up, walk in the light. Won't you wake up, wake up, bring substance to your life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Earthman and Fire lyrics are like, you know, good food for the soul. Won't you wake up, wake up. somebody that that's had this commitment for such a long time now to physical health to really you know uh going deep into these the the connections between meditation and and exercise and and uh, reflecting on that when have been the times that you haven't been so disciplined with your regimen and what affected that for you what threw you off that discipline and and what brought you back right on well you know i definitely i start out doing none of this you know i was a street life you know what i'm saying and it was you know drinking smoking uh you know stressing um mm. just being lazy and uh, or not having information or not you know getting up and going to get it you know um and and that resulted in me having gout and um and, oh wow and, you know what i'm saying and that's how i to heal from gout naturally so i wouldn't have to be on medication I, I did a plant-based detox and mm. then that showed me like, oh, okay, I can, I don't have to just be a victim to my own choices. You know, I can use, I can choose things that actually empower me. Right. So that, so just so people know and, and don't feel like I just was born, you know, on health mode, I definitely what, whereas some, some kids, you know, like my kids, for example, they're, they're born in a healthy, uh, 
paradigm and practices and whatnot. So they're like, oh, I, I don't want to hear another green juice. I don't want to, you know, it's, it's something that they may not always appreciate. Whereas for me, like I'm gung ho about it because um, it helped me. It, it, you know, I recognize how it has affected me. So I'm I'm pretty disciplined um, mm-hmm. in that regard. I think uh, I, what I will get off, like, so I'm um, gluten free, right? Um, I'm, I'm slightly sensitive to gluten, and so over the years, there's a lot of like things you can't eat when you don't eat gluten, and one of them is donuts. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so I found a spot um, that's not far. It's, it's running distance from my house and it's, it's called Revolution Donuts. Right. They have like this vegan Krispy Kreme duplicate uh, donut that I was like, OK, it's gluten. Let me try. It. And I tried it and I, and I could eat it. Right. So I have these moments where I'm eating too many donuts, right? <laughs> uh-huh. You know, because I, you know, it's just like ah, not donuts. not usually the energy boost that you want during a run, right? Right, <laughs> motivation <laughs> I, for the end of a run. <laughs> exactly, y'all. So, so I have, you know, I have my my root beers, uh, donuts, those kind of things. Like, well not necessarily throw me off, but I, I do it a little more than I plan to sometimes. Yeah. And then I have to say, all right, all right, all right, let's wheat grass. Let's, you know, let's get back. So, you know, mess around. With that feeling then of getting back on, you know, of pushing yourself further, what, what are you striving after to get to that higher level for yourself? Yeah, it's really just feeling good, man. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like it's, it is okay to have a root beer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like I, for, you know, 10 years, like I didn't, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, you know, any of these things, like not one time. And then I came to a point where I'm like, okay, when I was young, I was abusing these things. I didn't have a sense of balance or discipline or any of that stuff. And so I went hard in the, in the left direction, you know, mm-hmm. just no, Nothing, never, you know, and where I'm, where I've been at since then is like, you know what, you, uh, a spliff in the context of, you know, an organized, disciplined life, mm. right, at, in, in certain moments, right, is you can actually enjoy that, right, without the fear of like, you're going to, you know, next thing is cocaine binging or something you know it's just like it's just a spliff you know um so i've i've been learning how to allow myself to live and be disciplined you know and and really you got to be i'm not suggesting this to anybody because you got to be raw dog honest with yourself of whether you're breaking discipline or you're you're trying to be balanced right Um, so you finding that sweet spot i think i would suggest people have commit to an extended period of time of discipline so that you know you you know how to put the brakes on different things and then live live within what you feel like you know gives you a little bit of room to breathe you know you know so you know that's what i'm always looking for is just feeling good like for me, if I eat a donut, it feels good. If I eat six donuts, it's not going to feel 
<laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. I think it's interesting because it, coming back to this idea of you know faith and spirituality, and you know where that intersects with more institutional religion, mm-hmm. sort of the 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 hardline mentality that you're talking about, as opposed to having room for grace, you might say. Uh, it's an interesting perspective when it comes to things like diet and and a workout routine. You know, how much is it about being kind of fundamentalist to whatever it is that you've set yourself up to be, as opposed to just you know giving yourself the the grace to to in, actually enjoy the life that you're you're trying to take care of, right? Yeah, yeah, I, and I think that is a very healthy conundrum. You know, because even if you're struggling with that, the fact that you're struggling with it means mm. you're, you're, there's some sense of maintaining what's good for you, you know, and, and, and that you're just trying to figure out the recipe, you know, how right. much, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, some salt is necessary, right? Too much salt is high blood pressure. You know, this is, this is life, right? So instead of putting things in good and bad boxes, I think as we mature, I think there's a season that we need to have a hard line, right? I think that's your foundation, right? But then I also think it's just as important, like in some of the Buddhist teachings, you know, you use the the teaching to get, uh, use the raft to get across the river, but you don't carry Mm -hmm. the on your back when you're walking through the forest. Like it, it serves its purpose and then you move on um, and continue to do that. I, I think the slippery slope though is y- you can also make excuses for breaking your discipline mm-hmm. with this logic. And that's why it's really important within yourself to set um, standards and to, and to live up to them so that you have the authority to say, okay, we can make an exception today. You know, mm-hmm. not about anybody externally judging you, but it's about you really knowing your boundaries and um and what you can manage. to get to uh, a couple of the songs that um that you picked Shade's soldier love i uh obviously love this song what's your connection with this song and 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 the themes that are being shared there dig it well i got a um i got a tattoo that uh is in sanskrit and uh it's soldier of love in sanskrit okay and, and you know Shade came out with it i had that like some years ago and Sade came out with Soldier Love and I was like ah and this, <laughs> this uh my mother I got that from my mom um just 
her commitment to love and, and like in a deeply spiritual way, like love is, uh, doesn't ask for anything in return. Mm. Love, mm. um, genuine from your heart. Like you, you really care, you know, all the things that she talked about, but she showed it. Um, and, and I guess it's in me too. We same DNA. Um, but she was like my example of really seeing love as something amazing. It's a gift, you know, it's something that a human being can choose to be in that space and to, and to serve others and to just, uh, it's a choice that you make. And it, and it takes a lot of strength and a whole lot of character to do that kind of shit. So, um, I've always seen love as like, that's some gangster shit, you know, like, mm. you know, like in that way, like it's, 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 it's easy to get mad at somebody or easy to, to be selfish or it's easy to retaliate. It's easy to do these things. That's, it just naturally like comes to you. Um, but to say, what, what would love do, you know? Yeah. And I believe in love. So I have to soldier in this way, you know mm. what I'm saying? I've lost the use of my heart But I'm still alive Still looking for the light In the endless pool on the other side It's a wild, wild west I'm doing my best You had also mentioned William Devon. Be thankful for it. You got, you know, I see such a kinship with the themes of the music that you you put out there, appreciating life, even in times of scarcity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell me when when you encountered this song and and what this song means to you as well. Yeah, man, this is one of them songs my mom would play. Um, you know, next to Curtis Mayfield or Al mm-hmm. Green. You know, she's collard greens is on the stove, cornbread is cooking, yams. You know what I'm saying? And you know, we ain't got a lot, but we got a lot of love. And that song would come on and she would sing. My mom was a singer, a drummer, a pianist, an artist. Wow. And just spending time with her, her she really enjoyed being a mom and in in the office of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And, and so just being in her space and how she made how she poured love into making dinner and how music and all of that stuff was there. So that was one of those songs that we would sing together, you know, and, uh, you know, you may not have a car at all, but remember, you can always stand tall. Just be thankful, you know, like that's a message that of gratitude. She always said, um, 
you know, you can, uh, there's always something to appreciate when instead of complaining and, and I don't have this and I don't have that, but you have this, but you have that, you know, and that was just like a, a message. So that song represents that to me. Um, and sonically is just my vibe is my, my vibration, that old school, real, yeah. you know, and, and good conversation, but it still feel like you could be in the Cadillac with the, you know, kind of <laughs> right. Right. the scene with a gangster lean, you know, it's, yeah. it's that's my energy is a, a lot in that song. So, yeah. I love it. It's, it's, it's great to be able to hear you articulate that because I, you know, I can see that direct line, you know, that lineage from dead president to uh, mm. William Devon, you know, in both in terms of message, but also frankly, in terms of instrumentation, because I think that you guys do such a great job with your production as well. And the team that you have, you know, you mentioned Curtis Mayfield also be somebody who can be that deeply insightful about the human condition, mm. but then also so musically talented, you know, on yeah. that other level, like that's, it's just everything, you know? Yeah. That that is like uh Curtis Mayfield, Bob Marley, Fela, mm. you know, yeah. some three of many, many examples. Yeah. But you said it, like the music itself does not suffer anything for the message, right? It's like the their their music can can compete with any musician in, in any time period, you know. But what kind of like how Ali was a, a, a boxer, but he was he transcended boxing. Yes, right. His character and his artists like Fela, Bob Marley, Curtis Mayfield, they were musicians, but the character of their music, the substance made them great beyond just somebody who has a good voice or right. a skill, you know what I mean? So, um, and I, I admired that in terms of, um, and modeled after that uh, in, a, in a white belt way. Um, you know, what, what we're trying to do. So the thing I want to I want to leave off with you with here is 
the name of this series, Soul Ladder Music, it actually comes from a passage from the holy writings of the Baha'i faith um, mm. that say that God has made music as a ladder for our souls. God has made music as a ladder for our souls. Mm. And as someone who who lives music, who has a has a musicality in all the ways that you're, you know, I see you approaching life. I wanted to just see how that image of music being a ladder for our souls, how that hits you. Um, what do you take from that visual? I, I think that's a beautiful uh, phrase, you know, uh, and it there's there's an ascension to it. You know, there's a a, a, a rising, you know, but I, I like that it's a ladder, right? Mm. It, it, you know, because you, you got to climb, it, you know, you know, you got to, and, and each rung, you know, is a, it could be a resting point, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and so I think when, when I think of music and that ladder goes up and down, you know, um, I think there's music that uh, has a vibration towards the up, you know, mm. and there's, there's music that if we're honest, um, is, is, is expressing a vibration that may be on a downward spiral. Mm. Right. And so, um, but the idea that either way your soul is being um, interacted with, right. And that, uh, you know, your subconscious, your, your spirit is being interacted with when you listen to music. I think that's true. Um, I think we, music is so ubiquitous that we, we forget how phenomenal it is this is invisible stuff mm. like you can't even look at music right you can't hold it in your hand right you can't smell it you can't even taste it right mm. you re you pick it up by the vibration of it right that's pure energy right and so that's uh we're pure energy so there's a there's a uh a really deep connection with music in the, in the sense, even the mathematics in it mm. and how oh, it, it is this mathematic vibration that stimulates emotions, right? That can travel, you know? Uh, and so it's like, wow, wow, wow. Like, <laughs> what is this? It's a spiritual force. You right. know, with hip hop, we say it's a soul sonic force. That's it's right. Yep. Electromagnetic. So, I, um, I think, you know, that statement, the soul ladder, reminds us that um, uh, there's elevation and there's different heights that we can go through, mm. you know, by, by what we, how we listen and what we listen to. I think, you know, one of the things I learned from Bruce Lee, his influence in studying Jeet Kune Do and the, the, the art and the philosophy is... Um, you know, um, to and this is a hip hop thing. If I think about it, sampling. You yeah. know, you, you taking from this and taking from that, and and you're finding value in all these quote unquote different things. Um, but you're seeing how it makes sense together, and yeah. um, we did that in Jeet Kune Do with different savat and kung fu and all of the different elements, boxing, um, Kali, you know, Eskrima, like all of this stuff to, to find how this all 
what pieces of this you can use authentically. Mm. And hip mm -hmm. does the same thing. For and sure. And so I, I think interfaith-ish is the same kind of approach, you know. It's yeah. Spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We're going to put that on the, <laughs> on the website. Stick, this has been such a gift. Thank you uh, for so much of your time. Um, I really appreciate it. You know, the I'm, I'm sure people have been saying it, say it to you all the time, how much of an influence and inspiration you've been. But in, just in case nobody said it today, this morning, uh, I just want to thank you again for for all that you've done in uh, in in my life and uh, and really the the gift of your music and and your messages. Oh man, thank you, Jack. Man, I, I'm humbled and I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to checking out some more of the interfaith uh, episodes. Man, this is a real cool thing you got going here, man. So keep it up. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for making the climb with me this week on Soul Ladder Music. You can learn more about all of Stick's projects by following him on Instagram at Stick. That's S-T-I-C. Be sure to check out his workout albums and his new book, The Five Principles, A Revolutionary Path to Health, Inner Wealth, and Knowledge of Self. And if you want to hear more from our conversation, be sure to check out the podcast version of our show on your player of choice where we have even more stories that couldn't fit into this broadcast. As always, I'll have links to all the songs in this episode in our show notes, and check out the Soul Ladder Music playlist on Spotify for a running list of all the music played during the series. Thanks to Jeff Philosopher for providing our theme music, and to associate producer Aiden Keys. Keep tuning in to WOWD 94.3 FM, Tacoma Radio, for great music and programs seven days a week, streaming online at tacomaradio.org.